Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Dynamic Dialogue podcast. As always, it's your host, Danny Mantranga, and I am returning from a brief hiatus. I took a week off of uploading. I did not take a week off of recording. Um, I took a week off of uploading to kind of uh, buffer out a little break in the kind of podcast episode, uh, episodic cadence so that you did not have to hear my incredibly raspy, obnoxious COVID voice. Um, I got COVID after officiating a wedding about three weeks into May, and it, I had to take a week to kind of just isolate in my room and home office. And the previous episode of the podcast with Josh from The Market Hustle, where we talked about fitness, finance, and your financial fitness, I actually recorded that. Uh, at like peak COVID, at peak symptoms. Like my fever was like 102 degrees and you could kind of hear it in my voice, but not nearly as much as you could the few days afterwards where I had like a pretty productive cough, getting things out of my system. Um, it wasn't a ton of fun, uh, just as a kind of general, hey, this is how it looked for me. Um, I did have a pretty high fever. It was hot here, so my fever was probably elevated from the 90-degree temperatures as well, but temperatures as high as 103 with the average temperature for the two and a half through three days. I had pretty noticeable symptoms around 101, 102. Had a fairly productive cough um, that did dry out early on and kind of helped me clear some mucus towards like day two and three. No sore throat, some body aches, but I was able to do light workouts in my garage gym every day to just try to keep the blood flowing. I went on lots of walks and most of my symptoms were gone after about 72 hours. And I'm starting to kind of get back to living my life as normal, which includes recording the podcast. Uh, and today's episode is actually one that I'm kind of excited to talk about. It's specific to glute development, which is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, not just because I work with a number of female clients who want to develop their glutes for hypertrophy and aesthetic reasons, but in large part due to the fact that I train a lot of general population clients, everyday athletes, pain management clients. Like I see this every day at my studio clinic, whether it's those working with our physical therapist uh, or other trainers, I see the importance of having strong glutes and how that shows up in day-to-day -day life. Um, and so I'm a big proponent of core training, glute training, full range of motion resistance training. As you guys know, I'm not like a massive proponent of tons of aerobic work and circuit training and, you know, high intensity interval training and low carb dieting and keto dieting. Like those things are fine. They have their applications. But when you think of me and what I'm all about, you probably think, okay, that dude's all about lifting. He's a huge protein guy. He loves his creatine. And like, as far as my actual like central components of and philosophies of how you train human beings, uh, glute training is at the core of that, not just because it helps you build a big butt. Um, I'm all about that. I literally have elite physique app-based programming just specific for kind of hypertrophy of the hamstrings, glutes, and the rest of the posterior chain and, and shoulders and whatnot because I see the importance of that and I see how many people want that. But the glutes as a muscle group are so integral to human performance, to gait, to aging well, to managing things that seem to be very commonplace like hip replacement surgeries, knee replacement surgeries, loss of balance, loss of mobility, low back pain. You know, the glutes are the biggest muscles in your body. So having big developed glutes is good for 
things like blood sugar and obviously strength, but there's so many incredible benefits that come from having muscle and the glutes are an extremely important muscle. So I wanted to share with you my 10 favorite styles slash categories of exercises for developing the glutes. And many of these do show up in the elite physique programming, which is a kind of lower body emphasized hypertrophy training program. It's five days a week. All you need to do all you need to do it properly is a gym or well-equipped home gym. There are a ton of different exercises, lots of different glute exercises. Everything has a video tutorial filmed by me and my team. You get direct access to me and the other core coaching method coaches right there in the app. We partnered with Train Heroic, so the app is really nicely built with good user interface. You can log all your weights, see when you hit PRs, and interact with over 80 different members of that community worldwide who will be doing the same group race programming who are following, you know, or who probably have similar goals to you. You can ask questions, upload form for form review. It's the way to go. If you're looking to develop your glutes and you want a program that never stops, it's always updating. It's always, you know, changing every four to six weeks. You, you get a fresh new block. Like by the, when you're listening to this, it's probably June. Gosh, it'll be Monday, June, 6th, 7th, I'm not exactly sure, um, but it will be the first Monday of the June training block, which is the best time to jump in. So you can go to the show notes below, join the Elite Physique community, one of our two Train Heroic group training communities. You'll absolutely love it. And if you don't, it's fine because you can try it free for a week. You got nothing to lose. Getting into exercise number one um, that I quite enjoy for the leg press. or for Whoops slipped guys a leak for the glutes is the leg press now i want to break this into two categories starting first with the double or two-legged leg press and then i'll follow up i'll circle back around to the single leg press um the leg press as it's typically performed is done with two legs usually with the weight above the lifter coming down towards the lifter Although there are multiple leg presses that take place horizontally, uh, where the weight stack that's being displaced is kind of aligned with the lifter. And some where you're pushing away from a platform, although those get closer and closer to something called a hack squat, um, depending on where they fall on this continuum. But the traditional leg press where you load the plates up on the sled, lower it down to the body and press up is really good for loading the glutes. Specifically, if you keep your feet kind of in the center of the platform, not super high and definitely not too far down towards the bottom, that'll get a lot of quad, but right towards the middle without your feet going too far out to the sides tends to be the best stance to really get a good stretch into the glutes and really train them hard. Why I like the single leg press additionally is because you get the opportunity to stable the stabilize the pelvis by kind of pulling into and setting up properly in a leg press and using that non-pressing leg for support as well. But you can create a nice stable pelvis in a way that you can't with a lot of other single-legged work because it's a machine and because there's some of that external stability. And you can really get a phenomenal stretch. Now, one caveat that I think is important is not all leg presses are created equal. 
And in general, you're going to want to take your standard leg press, check the back, make sure that the pin is adjustable. And if it is, try to adjust it so that the actual bench angle comes down closer to the floor. A lot of people can't leg press who deal with things like high blood pressure because it is an exercise that can really jack your blood pressure through the roof when you're lowering all that weight into yourself on that position. And a lot of people find it uncomfortable and not necessarily their favorite. And I find that the single leg can oftentimes allow you to lose to use less weight and be a little more comfortable. Um, so leg presses, but most specifically the single leg form of the leg press are some of my favorite glute exercises uh, that you can do. I like both. And again, your feet are probably going to want to be closer to the middle of that sled positionally to get the glutes going. Although every single person is going to probably have a different landmark precisely where they like to set up because our anatomy and structure is different, but generally looking for kind of somewhere in the middle, a little bit lower with the foot positioning for the quads. Number two, this should be no surprise to anybody. It's hip thrusts, but I'm going to share with you some of my favorite variations of hip thrusts. Obviously, I love hip thrusts because they are a great way to train the glutes in the shortened position. You can use a lot of weights. You can use progressive overload principles of various degrees. You can get strong by loading them up. You can go high reps. Uh, you know, like unlike high rep squats and high rep deadlifts, I find that high rep hip thrusts tend to be really gentle on the lower back if uh, performed correctly. You can do B stance or single leg, which I have absolutely been loving. Um, and the reason I've been loving single leg and hip thrusts, and they're in the warm up portion of a number of the training sessions inside of our group training. I put these in the warm ups all the time for my one on one clients. I put these in the warm ups all the time in the various ebooks on the Core Coaching Method website. Like the, all the different training programs that I'm either currently writing or I'm actively running in the group programming or on the app, right? Like, I like single leg hip thrusts in there because I think they're great for pelvic stability. Again, coming back to that, I think they're great for unilateral strength. I think that you can do them with no weight or banded or with a dumbbell on your lap and get a tremendous training effect. And I love bilateral hip extension work because it shows up a lot in life. Our gait requires a lot of bilateral hip extension, sprinting, unilateral hip extensions are you're really working on extending one hip at a time as in like a sprint. And so being able to do that and being able to do that well and being able to add in a bunch of penalty-free volume is really awesome. And single leg hip thrusts allow you to do that. And just as a stimulus and, and growth driver for glutes, like when I take various clients and have them do single leg hip thrusts, many of them feel their glutes activating more than when they do double legged. And I often tell them, well, a good reason for this is probably because you're extending the entirety of your body weight with one glute instead of two. So you've got twice as much weight on one glute. So as far as body weight glute training goes, single leg hip thrusts are awesome. I absolutely love them. Hip thrusts is a general classification of exercises are great. Some versions I don't love are things like frog pumps, just because I've heard many people make a good a rationalization for why going into that much external rotation and trying to hip extend at the same time might not be good for glutes. And I don't love banded hip thrusts the way that I used to. Instead of doing a lot of banded hip thrusts, and, uh, which I did a lot early in my training career, I oftentimes will do lateral band walks, which just missed the list because I love that those train the abductors and specifically the muscles of the glutes that help with abduction. And then I like to do those single leg hip thrusts for the hip 
uh, mobility that I think you get out of them, the hip stability that you get to create around the pelvis and all of that, you know, effective hip extension where you're, you're using your whole body weight and only picking it up with one glute. So like band walks and single leg hip thrusts over banded hip thrusts any day of the week when it comes to warming up or activating the glutes for training. And this is stuff that you'll see all over elite physique and in the training. If you work with me or my team one-on-one, like these are just things that we believe to generally be principled. There's no real research behind them other than like, look, you can look at the mechanics of, of these movements and find what's efficient and what's not and what might be downregulating other things like a band could downregulate hip extension output. So maybe you don't want to do banded hip extension. Well, Yes, the science would lead you to believe that, but even more simply, like when you train hundreds of people in person every single week with different trainers, different coaches, different physical therapists right in front of you, and you see the change in someone's mechanics when they go, you know, from banded hip thrusts to banded lateral band walks to and single leg hip extension stuff and generally program that more. You see a lot of really awesome stuff with performance and with symmetry. And so big on hip thrust, really big on the single leg hip thrust. Taking a little break from the action here to tell you about our amazing partner, Seed. Seed makes the best probiotic supplement on the market, bar none. I'm very confident with that because I think that the probiotic space and the gut health space in general is filled with people who have no idea what they're talking about or who are looking to make a buck. This isn't to say your gut health isn't important. In fact, it's probably one of the most important and most intriguing developments we have seen in modern medicine and modern physiology. Our relationship with our guts is critical. It's crucial. And taking care of that by eating a lot of different plants, a lot of different fruits and vegetables, getting a diverse array of fiber and resistant starches can go a long way, but so can supplementing with a high quality probiotic. Seed makes the best probiotic on the market with 53.6 billion active fluorescent units. These are organisms that are going to be alive and helping transfer a variety of different benefits to the human host. All these things are actually proven to work in humans. These strains work in humans, not rodents. Seed is not uh, cheaping out here by providing you with any random strain. They're providing you with strains that help with digestive health, gut immunity, gut barrier integrity, dermatological health, cardiovascular health, micronutrient synthesis, as well as many other things. They're vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, nut-free, shellfish-free, so very friendly for those of you who may have a variety of different allergies and who are looking for a supplement you can take that can enhance a variety of different things. I have a very, very... uh, good track record over many, many years of having to deal with things like eczema and having to deal with things like psoriasis on occasion, especially when the weather changes. And I swear to you, since I started taking seed, I have noticed substantially less of that. And there's four strains included in seed shown to help with things like atopic dermatitis. So there you go. Not to mention the plethora of strains for the health of your gut. If you're looking to take your gut health to the next level, you can go to seed.com. Subscribe for their daily symbiotic. You can take one or two a day. You can share it with a partner. Sometimes you can do that. Um, But it goes a long way. It's the best probiotic supplement on the market. I absolutely love it. And you can use the code Danny15 to save. Back to the show. What's going on, guys? Taking a break from this episode to tell you a little bit about my coaching company, Core Coaching Method. More specifically, our app based training. We partnered with Train Heroic to bring app-based training to you using the best technology and best user interface possible. You can join either my Home Heroes team 
or you can train from home with bands and dumbbells, or Elite Physique, which is a female bodybuilding-focused program where you can train at the gym with equipments designed specifically to help you develop strength as well as the glutes, hamstrings, quads, and back. I have more teams coming planned for a variety of different fitness levels. But what's cool about this is when you join these programs, you get programming that's updated every single week. The sets to do, the reps to do, exercise tutorials filmed by me with me and my team. So you'll get my exact coaching expertise as to how to perform the movement, whether you're training at home or you're training in the gym. And again, these teams are somewhat specific. So you'll find other members of those communities looking to pursue similar goals at similar fitness levels. You can chat, ask questions, upload form for form review, ask for substitutions. It's a really cool training community and you can try it completely free for seven days. Just click the link in the podcast description below. Can't wait to see you in the Core Coaching Collective, my app-based training community. Back to the show. What's going on, guys? Taking a break from the show to tell you about our amazing partners over at Elemental Labs. Elemental Labs makes a flagship electrolyte product known as LMNT Recharge. Recharge is amazing. It's got bioavailable forms of sodium, potassium, and magnesium, which can really help you train, contract your tissues, and get hydrated. I love having it in the morning before my fasted training because oftentimes I wake up without an appetite, but I want something in my stomach so I'm not flat, I can get a pump, and I can get hydrated in the gym and still perform my best. I also love to sip on my recharge when I'm on the golf course or especially when I'm in the sauna. The more you sweat, the more likely it is that you will need to replace valuable electrolytes like sodium, magnesium, and potassium. And while if you have high blood pressure, you might not necessarily be a candidate for electrolyte supplementation, many athletes and active adults need more salt and more electrolytes in their diet than they currently get, especially if they sweat, live in warm climates, or humid climates. I found a bunch of different ways to use my recharge, but like I said, I love using it before and during my training. Whenever I do something active outside or my sweat rate increases or when I'm in the sauna. And you can actually try it completely for free. All their best flavors that are totally free of sugar have only 10 calories. They're sweetened naturally and they come in amazing flavors like raspberry salt, orange salt, citrus salt. My favorite is the mango habanero or mango chili and the lemon habanero, which I take in the sauna. There's flavors for everybody, and you can check them out by going to drinklmnt slash coachdanny. They'll send you every single flavor in an individual packet. You can try them out completely free. Just pay shipping. Drinklmnt.com slash coachdanny. Get your sample pack today completely for free. Just pay shipping. Back to the show. Exercise number three is the squat. Again, I'm going to give you a version that I like a lot right now and specifically have an affinity for. Uh, but the squat is a phenomenal exercise for building strength and maintaining range of motion, right? You get knee, uh, ankle, hip, and knee when you do squats. The lower you go, the more ankle, knee, and hip you get. So you're going to get quads. You're going to get calves. You're going to get glutes. You're going to not get very much hamstrings. You're going to get a big muscle called the adductor magnus. And all those bad boys working together makes for one hell of a high efficiency movement where you get a lot of stuff working. I love heavy squats for strength, for the carryover you get overall to the rest of your lifts. The two things that you will see a lot kind of now are me using squats as a strength exercise to help develop the nervous system and overall strength of the upper and lower body. Um, I don't do a ton of high volume squatting with a barbell. I love higher volume squatting with heel elevation in like goblet stances or even split squats, um, which we will touch on in a minute. But like 
those are the two ways I've really been using the squat as a foundational strength exercise because it's tried and true. It works damn well. Squats, deadlifts, hex bar deadlifts, hip thrusts, I love for that. And then when I chase volume, unlike a hip thrust, which I'm comfortable doing, I don't love barbell squat volume to be like through the roof. I find split squats are a little bit better with a little bit uh, more ROI, a little bit less wear and tear, and even heals elevated variations of squatting. But these are just the top 10 overall glute developers, and we're three in. We've got leg press, hip thrust, and squats. The fourth is the Romanian deadlift. I think this might be the best glute and just general lower body exercise to develop posterior chain power and strength. I talked a lot about what I see in my clinic studio and just the general need for stronger glutes and stronger hamstrings with the general population. And this is a really good way to do it. You can train people how to hinge at their hips and create disassociation between like spinal flexion and hip flexion and knee extension and like be like, this is a squat, okay? This is a hinge. This is rounding your back. This is hinging with a flat back and you see the difference and it helps you move better. And if you can't hinge, you can't really develop your glutes and hamstrings that well without making some pretty extreme modifications. But teaching people how to hinge and train with things like Romanian deadlifts or even kettlebell swings, which show up a lot. Like I'll even have, I think I have conditioning in the back end of Elite Physique this month. And on one day, there's a hundred kettlebell swings for time as a finisher broken up into, I think 10, no, I think it's 10 yeah, it's 10 rounds of 10 with a 10-second rest in between. So it's conditioning. It's going to be very aerobic, but it's going to absolutely blast the glutes and hamstrings. Like the, the kettlebell swing is awesome because it's basically a pure hip hinge if you're doing the Russian kettlebell swing, more so than like to say the American CrossFit-style kettlebell swing. So you get so, so much out of a well-performed hinge, particularly the glutes and hamstrings. My favorites for that are the RDL done traditionally with a barbell or dumbbells or a kettlebell swing done ballistically because you can never have too much strength in that posterior chain. And when you see how people's movement changes when they start to really get strong with those movements and learn how to hinge, it's pretty darn awesome. Number five, this should surprise absolutely nobody. It is lunges and split squats or just what I might describe as unilateral leg work. Uh, you know, lunges are huge. I've been a big fan of them forever. I love walking lunges because they hammer your glutes. They're great for mobility. They're phenomenal for just reinforcing, getting that knee out over that toe, building toler tissue tolerance and resilience in the ankles, knee knees, and hips. They're, they're great. I love split squats, whether you do them with the rear foot down or the rear foot up. I love reverse lunges. I love deficit reverse lunges. The one lunge I don't do a ton of is frontward lunges. And I probably should do more side lunges than I do and then I program. But lunges are just such a phenomenal way to build strength. I hate to use the term functionality, but the stability that you pull from doing single leg unilateral work like lunges really does help you feel a little bit more athletic, a little more fluid. It makes your movement quality better. I see it all the time. People just really respond well in terms of how they move and how athletic they feel when they're executing a lunge pattern on a semi-regular basis through a full range of motion. It's a real difference maker, and it is a phenomenal opportunity to train the glutes that a lot of people don't take advantage of. They can do a lot on squats. They can do a lot on deadlifts. They can do a lot on various machine work, but their lunge numbers are pretty weak. And so I think doing walking lunges for distance, heavy split squats and Bulgarian split squats and barbell slash Smith machine reverse lunges where you can get nice and stable are a very awesome recipe for developing your glutes. Getting into the back half here, guys, some less conventional stuff 
Number six is the glute focused or 45 degree hip extension. You can do this from a more aggressive position and do like a 90 degree hip extension, but I think that's going to be more challenging uh, than it ought to be for most people. A 45 degree hip extension is simple. You just set up in a traditional back extension or GHD, push your hips into the pad with a rounded thoracic spine to keep a neutral low back and really max out your glute contraction. It's a really nice exercise for training the glutes in the shortened position. You can get a really nice juicy pump. It's a phenomenal warm up. It shows up a lot in the programming we do because we think it provides a little bit of a traction effect for the low back as well. Not nearly as much as like a reverse hyper, but it's a damn good movement. And that's why it comes in at number six. Number seven, another single leg exercise is the step up. What I like about the step up, particularly the step up done with a higher box is the starting position has the top leg up sometimes as high as the chest. And you get a really good stretch on that glute and you really challenge it when it is lengthened. And I think positionally speaking, finding the right box can be tricky because we're all different heights and not we don't all have access to the same equipment, but if you can find a well, uh, a really nice height box or adjustable box, step-ups can add a lot of variety to your training because you can set the box low and do things like low-grade step-ups aerobically, polyquin step-ups backwards, lateral step-ups in the frontal plane. You can go to the medium plane, do things like depth jumps, box jumps, box squats. You can do things like middle kind of moderate range step-ups. And then if you go way up, you can do high box jumps, high box step-ups, higher depth jumps, lots that you can do with a well uh, you know, versatile box, but more specifically here talking about the step up as a glute exercise. It's one that I love and I think it might be the most underutilized. Um, number eight, not a form of lifting per se, any form of exercise more generally, and that is sprinting. Sprinting is awesome for glute development. You needn't look any further than the development of any professional athlete who's training or sports-specific demands require them to sprint. They will have a generally well-developed glute complex, and this isn't just from weightlifting and genetics. It is important to use your glutes in sprinting to create hip extension, and strong glutes usually create great sprinters. I'm not saying to go out and sprint because I think doing that the way most people train is going to create an opportunity for poor recovery. Sprinting is very demanding. It is high output and it is similar to a maxing out event when you're doing weight training. It can fatigue the central nervous system. And if you have untrained musculature that you use at maximum force production capacity, very rarely, and you try to put it all together to sprint, it can leave you feeling very sore and poorly recovered. So working on sprinting is great for sports performance. It's not necessarily a necessity for general population. But things like stairs or stair-specific training or low-grade plyometric training or short-distance sprinting can be good potentiators of glute development for already well-trained individuals, but they can also compete with recovery. But if you are somebody who has the opportunity to work a sprint day in or a high-intensity cardio day in with short sprint intervals once every 7 to 14 days, I think that can make a difference in your lower body development.
Number nine is sled work or pushing and pulling on the sled. I am a huge advocate and fan of sled work. I think it is phenomenal for developing, again, hip extension power. I have 90-year-old clients pushing that sled in the clinic because they can max out hip extension. I can throw plates on there. I can ratchet it down to like a a lot of friction and really let them just go to town extending their hips, pushing hard, pushing hard, using their glutes, creating force through the ground with their glutes in a way that they can't with squats and deadlifts safety uh, or safely with high volumes and with frequent dosages. So I have learned to love the, the sled as a glute training device for older adults. And it's one that gets neglected all the time by younger people, but loading up a heavy sled and really practicing hip extension can be a great way to train your glutes. I absolutely love it. The 10th and final uh, item on the list is any training of abductor uh, musculature for the glutes, meaning the glute med and the glute mid, glute med and glute min. So this could be lateral band walks. This could be low cable uh, uh, frontal plane abductions. This could be the abductor machine, although not my favorite. This could even be Copenhagen planks, which oftentimes work the adductors more, which I still like a lot. Clamshells, sideline clamshells, anything that trains the glutes to perform external rotation and hip abduction is a good idea too, because you've heard me say hip extension a lot, and that is so, so important, but so are hip abduction and external rotation, and training them can help you develop your glutes a little bit more. So plenty of exercises that you can pull from there, guys. That's my top 10 favorites. We've got leg presses, specifically single leg presses, hip thrusts, specifically single leg hip thrusts, which I quite like, and hip thrusts on the Smith machine, which are nice and stable. Squats, which I like to do heavily, and I really like elevating the heels and getting volume that way. Hinging, which of course, huge RDL fan, as many of you know, and a big fan of the kettlebell swing. I love all lunges, specifically split squats, 45 degree back extensions. You can scale it up to 90 if you're gutsy. Step ups, which I think are great for the glutes, sprinting and sled work, and that frontal plane abductor work. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and share it. Tag me, say thank you on your Instagram story. Let me know what you liked and didn't like. Leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. That probably makes the biggest difference of anything you could do in helping more people find the podcast. I want to thank you guys all so much for continuing to check in, subscribe, and engage with me. And again, remember, it is the first Monday in June if you're hearing this. So join up me in the Elite Physique and Home Heroes online training community. I think you guys will absolutely love it.